and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! Not a body within 10 yards, walking down the sideline for Johnson, and he is old. in the pocket, throws it up over the top. Greer looking, 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 throws the ball, got a receiver, there's a catch made on the near sideline, down the right side, 35-30, it'll be Callaway down the sideline, he's going to score, he's going to score, he's going What is up? It is time. If that video does not get your heart beating, you need to go to the doctor and have your pulse <laughs> checked. College football is here. Quentin, what's up? I'm glad to get a little uh, Gator showpiece there. Yeah, you had to beg me to 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 put in some well gator highlights. But you know what? I noticed with this is both of those were like the glory days of our teams. You know, yeah. we don't have any current good, you know, great uh no. great clip. It hasn't been hasn't been well. No. Speaking of, how do you think Florida's gonna do this year? I think they're gonna actually exceed expectations. Um I think Graham Mertz is gonna be better than the Wisconsin Graham Mertz. I think Billy Napier knows how to coach a quarterback. He did really well at Louisiana. I think he's – if you didn't watch Swamp Kings, you know, shame on you, go watch it, and then you'll understand what Billy inherited, you know, from the beginning of the downfall from Urban Meyer in 2010, then then uh, Muschamp, McElwain, and, and so forth, and Mullen and all them. He's got to build his program up from – 13 years of just demoralization from from the Gator blue collar days and and I think he's going to do better. I think you're going to get a better Graham Mertz who's playing pressure free. It can't get much worse than the Wisconsin style. Um he's got a good running back duo, something he's familiar with in in Wisconsin football and uh in Montreal Johnson and uh Travis Etienne's brother Trevor. He's got some good receivers. Uh defense seems to be hitting hard again. Uh that was a a thing the last Couple of defensive coordinators uh, lacked was was toughness and and Armstrong the young kid is is making them boys hit again and that's that's kind of Gator football. Um, I, I think they're going to do well and I actually played a couple of futures on them so we'll get into that once we talk futures. I think and I'll tell you this, they're day blue in the all black uniforms because it's a Razorback funeral. What's that? November fourth. I think so. I think you should fly us down. It's late. Yeah, it's late in the season. I know that. Um, that should well, be a really good game. <laughs> yeah. So I've been putting together kind of our own power ratings. And oddly enough, Arkansas and Florida are the exact same rating, uh, according to my system, 60 and a half points. That will be probably a Florida Gator minus two and a half, three game, just because of the home field advantage. But I've been down to Gainesville, uh, the Swamp. Very horrible people, nasty. <laughs> uh, it, it's like one step above Baton Rouge. It's great. It's college football in the South, baby. So I promise this is not going to be a Arkansas and Florida college football podcast because, quite frankly, we're both going to be you know, grateful just to make it to a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, but, um, this isn't the baseball podcast. Yeah, as, as Quentin kind of got Florida out of the way, I'm just going to say this and – Arkansas is a team. Well, before I before think. you get into them, I want to hear your expectations of Florida. Of Florida? I yeah, don't know. give me yours. That's why I asked the Florida answer. Oh, okay. I, well, you – all right. I mean, listen. Because I'll tell you what Arkansas is after. The total is five and a half, right? The win yeah. total. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. 
I mean, that's that's an odd odd spot for Florida to, Florida to even be in the position of could not even make a bowl game, and which is hard to believe. I guess I'm, you know, living off of Swamp Kings and uh, that you know the glory days of Florida. I just you know to for them to not get six wins is just kind of baffling to me. But looking at their schedule, I don't know if they can get it. I mean, I think it may all come down to that Arkansas game. But speaking of, I think Arkansas is vastly underrated here. They get Dan Enos back, who was the offensive coordinator, uh, I think, at Alabama last. But he's been at Arkansas before. He's coached with Pittman before. We lost Kendall Browse, and I think a lot of people have downgraded us because of that. I wasn't a huge Kendall Browse fan. I thought he kind of got too cute at times when you don't run your, you know, your 6'4", 260-pound quarterback up the middle on fourth and inches, like, just to go for it, that, do that. You don't need to try to do, like, a tight end in-around sweep. Um, I think Enos is going to be able to do a lot of good things with K.J. Jefferson. We still have Rocket Sanders. Uh, wide receiver is going to be a big question mark for us, but I, I've heard that a lot of guys have stepped up. And then defense, I think we're going to be much improved on defense. And the total of six and a half, I think, is is way too low. I would actually make it more like seven and a half. Because realistically, if we can win seven, we're going to win eight. Um, so I, that's one of my biggest futures bets that I've got out. I think I laid mine at one point to get them over minus or over six and a half points. So I, I was hoping that you would – me into Florida as a future play. I know you teased it earlier, but what are you thinking on Florida? Should I go ahead and bet it now? I think so. So I'll, I'll break down Arkansas after, in my opinion. I think Florida is going to get seven to eight wins. I look at their schedule. If Cam Rising and Kythe don't play, it sounds like Kythe might play. It sounds like Cam Rising may not play in that game. Um, I think Florida wins that one-on-one series, two-nothing. I mean, Florida's playing hungry. They're uh, jaded that Utah is kind of screwing their fans. You know, they gave Utah a massive section, and they're not reciprocating that. Um, McNeese State, easy win. Charlotte, easy win. I think they're going to get Vandy this year, too. I think they're pissed off about last year. They get Vandy at home. I think they get Kentucky again. I think Kentucky does have a little, uh, you know, you lose Chris Rodriguez. Now they do have uh, Davis, good running back. I don't know. That's just a a toss-up game. I mean, it's only three and a half. It could go either way, but... Um, the home game that I actually think they get is Tennessee. I think a lot of people think Joe Milton's the next guy. I watched him in Michigan. I watched my guy Smitty say he was going to win a Heisman and a national title for the Wolverines. Didn't happen. Looked horrible. He's got to live up to Hennon Hooker. I don't see it. I think they actually beat Tennessee at home. Um, they're pissed they didn't beat him last year. I mean, they were so close. So I, I think things are changing a little bit. Um, I think South Carolina, even though South Carolina's an away game, what Spencer Rattler do you get? I mean, to me, the guy's a bust. Everybody, he had two good games last year, and let's not forget, Florida beat him like thirty-eight to seven. You know, obviously it was at home, but that's just an ass whipping. You know, I think they get the Arkansas game because it's at home. If they're playing in Arkansas, I think you know probably Arkansas wins that game. And then Florida State, you just can't ever count that as an automatic loss or win for either team. Last year they were almost 
you know, it was a five point game in the fourth quarter late against Jordan Travis. You know, he's obviously solid, but again, that's a home game. So if they're having a good season or sitting at seven wins, why can't they go eight and four and really kind of make people believe in Billy? So I actually think you're crazy if you don't play over five and a half. Florida is easily going to win six. And then what I think you do, we talked about this uh, back in like College World Series time. Hit those alternate exact wins. Take Florida over five and a half at minus one twenty, which is decent odds, and then play exact wins seven, eight, and six, and you're gonna still have almost a guaranteed profit if either of those hit. I don't see them going nine and three, so don't even worry about that. But they're gonna be in that six to eight win, so I, I think it's almost a lock. Um, it, I know we have a lock that we both kind of love that we'll talk, but I think this is up there too. And then when it comes to Arkansas, you know, again, you you said it best. Uh, receivers going to be question mark. I know they say a lot of people step up. Obviously, you just have to see it in the game. You know, Florida says the same thing. We'll, we'll see if it happens or not. We've seen too many teams where they're like, oh, you know, they've stepped up, especially Ole Miss, and then they go eight and four um, for a team that says they're going to go eleven and one. So, obviously, good running back quarterback duo KJ Jefferson. To me, I'll say this: I'm not a huge KJ guy as a thrower. I think he's more of a Decent thrower, huge leg threat. Um, maybe he improves on that. It's going to be tough if he doesn't have, you know, an elite receiver to throw to. Um, teams are going to kind of load the box on him and, and Sanders, so watch out for that. But they've got, they've kind of got a tough schedule. They're going to start three and zero out the gate, but then you have to go at LSU. Then they play Texas A&M at home, you know, or what's that? Dallas, I believe. Yeah, Arlington. Uh, you guys have won the last two, right? No, we won two years ago. We lost last year. That was the KJ trying to go over the top. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So hurt his hand. I I never got the full story out of that. A&M's going to be better. Killed him. A&M's going to be better. They have, you know, they get Anaya Smith. They have Evan Stewart. They got a good quarterback. I think that's a tough game. You know, obviously going to Ole Miss is tough. Then you play Alabama. That's a loss. They're going to get Mississippi State, Florida. I, I give that a loss. Auburn, I think, will be better. You know, you've got a great coach there, Hugh Freeze. Um, and then Missouri is just kind of weird. You don't know what Drinkowitz has for that team. It is at home. But I think you guys are going to be 7 5, 8 and 4. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is it's the middle six. It's all going to come down to that. I think we start 3 and 0, we end 3 yep. and 0. You just, you're telling me we've got to get at least one of that, of the six that's in the middle and and it's not going to be easy, but I think Mississippi state, possibly Florida. Well, you'll get um, Mississippi kinda state. Had, home. We've kind of had Ole Miss's number. So I think asking for at least one of those out of the, the middle six is, yeah, it's pretty easy to get. So I think seven and five is probably realistic. Eight and four. I, because I think if you have enough confidence rolling where you can, you know, beat Mississippi State. I think there's a chance you could beat Florida or you could beat Ole Miss. Um, but yeah, well, they're going to beat Mississippi State. Bobby That's Petrino for sure. going to A and M that scares me because you know Petrino almost beat us last year with uh, yeah. whoever he was with Missouri State. Yeah. yeah, they were whooping our ass the whole first half. Of that <laughs> so I I don't know. He's definitely going to have better talent there, and he's still an offensive genius. And I think he's probably a little slighted. Uh, just you know, it being his fault, but still, I, I don't yeah. think, you know, he ever in, had any intentions of leaving Arkansas. So, anyways, enough, 
Enough about Arkansas and Florida. We will dive into this. We wanted to bring back the, you know, the college football insiders, like the college baseball insiders were. Uh, we're just going to give you a deeper insight into what analytics we can find. Now it's not as easy yeah. with football as it is with baseball, where you can kind of individualize each stat. But we're working on it, and I'm working on uh, the little previews and the small sample and size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll just continue to improve as the season goes on. Um, let's before we talk futures. I you had mentioned Tennessee and Joe Milton, and this is not a guy that I'm high on. Just I don't understand the expectations off of you know what he did against Clemson in that bowl game, and then I think there was some garbage time that he that he ended up getting. Yeah, uh, he's twenty two to one to win the Heisman. Caleb Williams is the favorite, rightfully so, at four to one. Does he repeat? Do you think there's any other value on this board before we move on? Well, Joe Belton, don't even waste your money. That's going to be a donation to Vegas. So thank you for that if you already have. Dude, Caleb Williams this year compared to all the other quarterbacks, I just don't see. It just seems such a far gap in talent. I mean, it's who's second? Like Second who's shortest is Jaden Daniels, quarterback at LSU. It's Jaden Daniels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's let's not forget Arizona he's State. not a yeah he's on a great team, yeah. but he's not elite. <laughs> you know, I mean, so laughable is Joe Milton's twenty two to one, Jaden Daniels nine to one, KJ Jefferson is eighty to one. You can't tell me that they're four times better than no. The, or Absolutely eight not. Times it, better than Jaden Daniels for sure. Come on. I mean, I think I think the team kind of plays into that too. Like LSU is a better team than than Arkansas, yeah. so, so you have that weighted. But stacking up on paper, KJ Jefferson's not eighty to one compared to a twenty-two to one, in my opinion. You know, uh, I think it's all hype with Joe Milton. I think it's all hype with Jaden Daniels. I mean, good, Daniels is decent. He's not the best quarterback. He's not Joe Burrow. Um, he gets the job done. I, I think. Caleb Williams, I'll say this: USC's defense can screw him out of a back to back to back Heisman. If their defense slips up, which I'll tell you, man, in the last ten years they found a game to slip up, whether it's like an Arizona or a Cal. You know, if they slip up and they kind of somehow go nine and three or ten and two, like I think that could take away the Heisman for him. For maybe a Jane Daniels, if they go eleven and one, he gets them to the SEC championship. Something happens. But I think statistically speaking, and, and sometimes this actually doesn't weigh into it, and I think it's it's across all sports, whether it's MVPs, things like that, Caleb Williams is just so far better. Like, you could give it to him now. Just skip the December 12th Heisman ceremony, and I don't think anybody would be upset. Yeah, I agree. I, and I teased it, you know, in that last episode of the baseball show. I'm high on this USC team. I think Lincoln Riley – he his plague has always been defense, but yeah. he doesn't care. I think now year two, you've got more of your guys in there, and he could do it with Oklahoma. I think he can do it this year. I think they're a, a virtual lock to get to the college football playoff. Their uh, offense is going to be sick. They just brought oh, in Singer from Arizona, Lloyd. Like, how do you stop them? Yeah, I mean, and 
I don't like the comparisons of like, oh, this is the Patrick Mahomes of college football with Caleb Williams. Uh, he's, he's his, his own, own player. Dude, but yeah. I think he could ultimately be more talented than Mahomes when it comes to like throwing. Now, you know, Mahomes is a freaking circus act and can contort his body to make the stupidest throws. <laughs> but I mean, I think you add in the element of being able to run. I think yeah, Caleb Williams is is sure. head and shoulders above the competition for college football quarterbacks. I think a close second, maybe Jordan Travis or Drake may, but I think a lot of that is going to depend on UNC and Florida State being good this year. Well, Jordan Travis has to not turn the ball over. Yeah, that's his big saying. Like you just said, UNC is going to screw Drake May. Yeah, Mac Brown is inevitable. Going to go eight and four when his expectations are ten and two. Yeah, absolutely. It always happens. Nine and three Michael, ceiling. Yeah, Michael Penix is another one out Washington. Bo turnovers Nicks. though, turnovers. Yeah, and I'm not high on Bo Nix. I mean, I think similar to who you were talking about earlier. Just I think he's just kind of a bust. I mean, I I agree. He he just hasn't panned out. Sam Hartman, he's over at Notre Dame now. Is that right? Yeah, but who do they have? I mean, offensively, who do they have? Like, you know, no stud running back. Esteem, I think his name's Esteem. I mean, he's okay. No no threat at the wide receiver position. They always find a tight end, but they're the same team. The Irish are the same team every year. Cade Klubnick, now that he's got a he's good hitter, you just coordinator don't with Clemson. Yeah. Maybe Clemson bounces back. Who knows? We'll see. But what you don't know what he's going to give you in a full season. Right. Now, he does have Will Shipley, which is huge, but in a weak schedule. Um, All right, so futures bets. Right now, I'm going to get the Heisman one out of the way. I did. Well, can I give you just a – can you pull it up? What is – and this is a very, very long shot. And maybe if you watch college football, you'll get it if you've watched them the last couple years. What is Brennan Armstrong's Heisman odds? Does he even have it listed? And the reason I say this, he, he has a breakout year at UVA in 21. You know, they go play Florida in the Orange Bowl. Uh, they lose, obviously, but it was a good team. They were like 9-3. and three. Last year, he lose, He gets a new coach, Tony Elliott, or, and just completely shits the bed. New OC, just things were not panning out. He transfers to NC State. Guess who's there? His 2021 offensive coordinator. NC State's got a stout defense to keep him in games. He's got weapons at NC State. I think... Listen, if you do a college football fantasy, draft this kid because his numbers are going to be better than what they were you know, projected. And I did draft him. He's a dark horse, man. The kid is electric. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. You know, he's very elusive. I just, I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm just saying if you were to take a million-dollar long shot, i put on Brennan Armstrong. I do not see him on there. Hudson Card is the longest shot. He he's better than Hudson long. Card. He's better. <laughs> Just answering the question. Just a, just a Arkansas message. ended Hudson Card's career. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. Futures. Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, four to one, win the Heisman. I bet a unit on it. Also That's value. Quarter, I bet a quarter unit on Drake May and Jordan Travis. That's it. That's I think one of those three are gonna win the Heisman. Uh Marvin Harrison Jr. is awesome, but I don't think receivers don't win it. it twenty to one. Yeah, tell that to uh, Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Yeah. yeah. All right. So favorite futures bets go. Uh, Florida over five and a half 
at minus 120. The alternate. And not a homer pick. Not a homer pick. I just <laughs> had this discussion last uh, two weekends ago with uh, hey, Eric. That, you call it a homer pick. Listen. I call it being objectively smart. I won you the SEC. Yes. You got it. You got to no, give I, me that. I completely agree. <laughs> I I told Derek my favorite over season total over was Arkansas six and a half. And I said, listen, people are going to tell me that this is a homer pick, but I I studied this team more than any other it's team. It's inside so information. Like, I yeah, I know the information. For sure. And I hate that we're not out there participating in their contest weekend, Radio Row. We were invited to do our show live out there. Uh, from our friends over at Circa. Why don't we just we'll do, do, do next year? We'll put it on the calendar. Let's do it. Yep. Scheduling conflicts and just being busy with life. So with the Florida, also add in the alternate six wins, seven wins, and eight wins. And then uh, even money, Michigan to make the college football playoff. We got two and a half units on that. I uh, think you went way bigger than me. And yep. I, you're talking me into Arkansas. It's is it six and a half? Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm it's just mi- one I think win the, of the middle six, and it, yeah, I think Mississippi they're going to be seven and five low. Um, eight and four, I think, is a average to high for them. And then I'll be honest, I, I want to try to find a line for Kansas at over six. Um, I think they get there. I'm I'm on Kansas over. Six. I love Jalen Daniels. I mean, he had him what five and zero heading into his injury. Yeah, they had game day. You know, I he's got, got a great coach. Minus one eleven or one ten. I love it. I, I if I can find that, I'm going to tweet it out because I love that team. I like that coach from Buffalo. Um, yeah, they're just good, and they and I'll tell you, they always steal a win against Texas. You know, but a lot of they're if you're hanging on. Uh, a toss-up game don't look at that line because they beat texas like four out of the last six years you know and heavy dogs so yeah i think he's obsessed i I know a lot of people are high on texas and i think sark wildly underachieves all the time similar to mac brown i just think expectations we said that last night on notebook wagering um so mine my big three are Michigan, and they're all correlated. Michigan to make the college football playoff, Michigan to win the Big Ten, uh, and Michigan over 10.5 wins. I'm very Michigan heavy. So let's talk about them after. I did the same thing with USC. So I've got USC over 10, uh, USC to win the Pac-12 at plus 175. Michigan was also plus 175 to win the Big Ten. And then I've got them to make – college football playoff at plus 225 i think usc is this year's tcu i think caleb williams is going to have another outstanding year um i i just i keep looking for reasons why usc is not going to make it and even if they slip up and lose one to like a oregon or utah which i don't think they lose to utah i think they learned last year you you cannot lose that game Notre Dame's going to be tough, but like you said, it's it's always the same Notre Dame team. I think talent level alone, USC is going to be better. I'm looking at the Washington or at Oregon game near the end of the season. I think if they're undefeated, they could slip up, but they're still going to win the Pac-12. Don't hate on go, Arizona. Go play in the championship game and have a shot to finish 12 and one. So I I like USC. Love Michigan. 
those are two. I who when do they play Arizona? Week six. Tell, and then who's after? It's Arizona at Notre Dame, Utah. So, repeat that again. Arizona at Notre Dame, Utah. Stop. Here, Look ahead. That down spot, yeah. Deloria or Delora, great quarterback at Arizona. McMillan, uh, Jacob Cowing, Wiley. That offense, Arizona's offense is one of the best in the Pac-12. Obviously, both you know the defense is another story, but tell me that can't be a shootout. 49-47 win. I think it'll definitely be a shootout. I mean, right there, look ahead. I think a lot of USC games are going to be shootouts. Well, for sure, but that's a dangerous game. Yeah. Very dangerous. Your two biggest games are after that. Very true. I mean, obviously now if something happens, injuries or whatever to Arizona's offense, that's done. But as we look at now, that might be a game that I'm looking, you know, to catch a really good line on Arizona. And I'll tell you, I, I know Kelly uh, swears, you know, she hates you if you play these. Ke- Kelly Stewart, I know you don't play him, but that might be a game that you tease. You get those extra six points. It took 26 minutes into a show to talk about a teaser. I'm just saying, I don't tease a lot, but there are certain spots that six points matters. Okay, so another one. <laughs> Big Ten, Wisconsin. Love Wisconsin, Luke Fickle, Tanner Mordecai. I think they're going to be very good. They're going to win the West Division there. Easily. In the Big Ten. Hey, did you see uh, they're switching that? This is the last year for that, the East good. and the West. This is going to be the last year for a lot of stuff, thank yeah. God. But they're plus 125. I think the only other team that has a shot is Iowa, but Kirk Ferentz always wow. seems to drop Eight the ball. Eight and four, baby. Yeah, Iowa's offense is just meh. Now, I will say this. There's going to be a little change in Wisconsin football. Obviously, they have Braylon Allen. They've got those guys up front that they can run you know, through a wall with. It's going to be a little different. You're going to see Mordecai throwing the ball a little more. A little different uh, to game plan against Wisconsin this year. So Fickle what likes to throw. You, what did you take away from, and I'm jumping from Big Ten West to SEC West, what did you take from Nick Saban's press conference uh, of SEC Media Days? Did he Did he seem pissed off that, like, Nobody's really giving them a shot. Like, they're not Alabama still. A little bit. And he even alluded to that after their last win against Kansas State. You know, he's they were like, oh, this team should be in the college football playoff. And he said, well, why weren't we? If you want the four best teams, why weren't we in there over, you know, a TCU? Obviously, we saw TCU just get annihilated. Um, but I think he is. I mean, that game right there when they just beat the shit out of Kansas State in the second half, and then the media days, they're still not, you know, being talked about as a top four team. It's a little jaded. I think. I, but there's I questions. Who's who's their starting quarterback? Is it Milrow? Who is it? Probably Jalen Milrow. You just don't know. And he did. I mean, all he could do last year when he came in for Bryce Young in that Arkansas game, he ran it, and Arkansas yeah. almost came back and won. Yeah. Because they, I guarantee you, for the first week or two, both play. Though I mean, yeah. They, probably don't play anybody i haven't looked at their schedule yeah but they're both gonna get time they're not he's not a staple they are even money to win the west lsu's plus 180 i think lsu has more questions answered on all sides of the ball i agree except for brian kelly i don't i can't say that brian kelly is better than alabama but it's going to come down to that game 
between Alabama and LSU. No, so, but I, you have to respect Brian Kelly. Absolutely. I think he is a good coach. My question is, do you take LSU plus 180, hope that Alabama drops one during the season, and then when Alabama and LSU play each other, you try to find a spot to bet Alabama? Alabama might drop the Texas game. They should have lost last year. They should have. Anybody who watched that game, Texas outplayed them. And, you know, Quinn Ewers goes out with that collarbone shoulder injury. That was it. But they had them on the ropes. They should have lost that game. They were they were a touchdown away from being 8-4 last year. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Oh, I know. That with, closest, with Bryce Young. That is the closest game that Arkansas has played against Alabama in, like, 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were close. We could taste it. We could tell that this was not the same Alabama yeah. team. Uh, they play LSU in the eighth game of the season. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I like LSU Texas, plus one eighty. They probably have a shot, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'm actually going to get that bet in right now, plus one eighty. Um, anyways, just just live betting. Well, let's talk because since you're on futures and you've you rattled off your first three, let's just talk Michigan real quick. There's really only two games on this schedule that are going to matter. Um, I guess you could say um, Michigan State because it's an away game, but they should handle that. Michigan State, in my opinion, they're horrible. At Penn State and then home against Ohio State. Obviously, the, the home field advantage in Ohio State's massive. They went, they've won the last two. They beat them at home in the snowstorm. Then they go last year, um, tight first half, take it away the second half. I think they figured out their numbers. I think there's questions at Ohio State. The quarterback, McCord, I think he's good, but um, it seems like there's a little bit of talent drop-off. You know, Obviously, you've got Travian Henderson behind Williams running, but I don't know. I just think uh, Michigan has that game. The at Penn State is a little nervous. Uh, Penn State, it, you know, Happy Valley is extremely rowdy, but it's like I texted you yesterday. James Franklin always finds a way to lose the big games. They love him up there. They think he's second to Joe Paul. Um, I just he finds ways to lose games. I know he's talking about Drew Aller. You know they also said the thing, same you know stuff about their last quarterback, and he was there for 19 years. It felt like. Um, I think they get it done. I think they they go undefeated. And, okay, I, but I'll even tell you this: if they lose the Ohio, if they're undefeated and they lose Ohio State, Ohio State and Michigan both get in. If it's close it. game. Yeah, I can see it. I think Ohio State Michigan may be the new like Alabama Georgia where they're both just the shoe in well, for the playoff. Yeah. And it wouldn't it would not surprise me, I'm telling you right now, it would not surprise me if we get Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan in the playoff again. We're gonna you know, starting next year, we're gonna get two Ohio State Michigans. They're gonna play each other at the end of the year, and then because they're doing away with the East and West as top two records, you're that's your next game. That's good. <laughs> Actually, it's good for football. And then when is the when does the eight game playoff or eight team playoff start? No, they're going to twelve. Twelve? I thought, I thought oh, it was twelve. Okay. Yeah, it's twelve. Uh, they said I think twenty six. Twenty five or twenty six. Be nice. You'll have two conferences there. It'd be Big Ten, and then the Southeast are going to be the two conferences. Conference A and B, I guess. Uh, By that time, because the Pac four is gone. <laughs> so. Big 12 is trash. 
talk to me about we were talking about another future and and I just lost it. Hang on a second. Uh, well, you were saying LSU to win the West at plus one eighty. Right? Yeah, I put that in. Uh, it was Texas. Okay, Quinn Ewers shave the mullet off. Is Texas back? Okay, I think you have to answer this two parts. I think Texas is back as the Big 12 champion. You know they haven't won it since 09. I know. I think they're back as the Big 12 championship because the conference is so bad. Do I think they're back on the national title level? No. I just I want to see what Baxter does as a true freshman. Xavier Worthy is your best option. I think you need one more receiver. Sarkeesian, like, does he take that hump? You know, he's something like 59 and 45 lifetime as a head coach. It's not a great record. And he was at USC, stat team. He's a risk. It, it, Texas football is so much pressure. Uh, then you look at their defense. They haven't had good defense since one must champ. Anybody can score in a Big 12. Like, do they just drop a couple of dumb games they have no business dropping? Like, do they – do they keep a stupid rice in the game when they have no business or, you know, Baylor, you know, somebody who Oklahoma state, like those are teams you should just crush this year. And do they just kind of lackadaisically let them stay in there? You can't over, you know, overanalyze and just guarantee a win in Oklahoma, Texas. Um, they're back to win a big 12, not back national title. Long story short, but I, I do agree. think Quinn Ewers is the guy. I and, Smitty, last point. Smitty last night was saying he thinks that if they drop a couple games, they're going to be shouting Manning. And there's yeah. been reports that Manning's kind of struggled. Um, he came from a, a small school that kind of sucks at football, so people don't you know understand that. And Ewers is legit. They were begging for Ewers when he went to Ohio State for a technicality to make a million bucks. Like the kid's legit, and they know yeah, that. I think he's. I think he's worlds ahead of of arch manning right now yes i mean really i don't want to knock the kid but i think the only thing he has going for him of why people would want him thrown in there as a freshman it's is his name. because of the name on the back of his jersey for sure and absolutely that's not fair to to try to expedite his i agree you got to take him easy into it especially coming out of a bad high school conference i agree um okay so but take him to win a big 12 that was my next question or my next statement, I guess. I bet Texas minus one ten to win the Big Twelve. I looked at the over on their win total. I think it's ten and a half. Under. I don't love that because Under. they could but I still think they could go ten and two and and win it. Win the Big Twelve. Because it's so bad. Texas Tech over seven and a half. That's one of my favorite uh dog picks, I guess. They're plus one ten to go over seven and a half. I uh, like the Red Raiders. I just You know what's interesting? What about you at UCF? Oklahoma. Yeah, I almost forgot that they moved and then we were doing that college football win total draft and I typed you I was filling out my bracket thing and yeah. uh I typed UCF and then tabbed over to the conference and like <laughs> yeah. Big 12 now. It's it's Well, weird. I th- yeah, because every other like conference is switching next year and then they came yeah. this year. Um but they have okay, so they play in the Mood Bounce in Orlando. That place rocks. So it's a, it's a small stadium, but it is kind of hostile if that makes sense. Like they make the most out of it. Teams would have to travel pretty far to go there. Um, decent quarterback, not elite, decent. You know, Reese Pumley, but he's played in SEC football, so he gets the 
Big 12 vibe. Uh, you know, Gus Malzahn's a great coach. He did really well at Auburn for a few years. Dark Horse? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Like, Big 12's not great. No. I want to look at their schedule. But in the meantime, let's talk about the schedule upcoming in week zero. Yeah. I, there let's is, pull those up. There's two games that I think I love just because the power ratings were off. Uh, Jacksonville State. This is Rich Rod. He is back in the FBS. Jacksonville State gets into uh, the FBS this year. They're what, Conference USA? Yes, I believe so. Um, They're taking on UTEP. I think it's the wrong team favorite here. And this could blow up in my face. We'll see how they, they go, like, stepping up in competition. But I made this line, Jacksonville State, minus four. And you can get plus one. I took it on the money line. I also lean over on the 54 total. Uh, they've got a dual threat quarterback whose name has escaped me right now. I think his last name is Webb. Uh, he's pretty talented if he can cut down the turnovers. But I think, look, you've got a home game for Jacksonville State. You just moved up in, in competition level. It's going to be hype. It's going to be hype. And you're playing in week zero where kind of all eyes are on you. Might as yeah. well show up and show out. And then the other one is, um, and I just lost it. Dang. Well, there's only six games, so it's easy yeah, to find. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just here. Was it San Diego? I can't remember if it was San Diego State that I locked or uh, San Jose State. Because you had asked me about San Jose. What did I say I made that number? 29? Um. Yeah, USC minus twenty nine is what you have. The line is currently minus thirty and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I told you to talk me off a ledge. How does USC not win by forty? You've got Caleb Williams. Like, I think, I think they're because gonna want to pull. They pull Caleb Williams and all the starters at halftime. Yeah, but they that's have a decent how, backup. That's how they don't win by forty. That's true. Yeah. But I remembered what it was. Ohio, Bobcats. San Diego love, State wow. is minus two and a half. Ohio plus two and a half. Getting 69% of the money, but only 35% of the bets. Sharp. So, all right. Ohio. Ohio's a sharp play. The only thing that scares me is they have to travel, too. Like that, they... San Diego State's traditionally solid defense, solid at home. If this was a home game, I think Ohio State beats the sh- or Ohio beats them pretty handily. I I said this last night on Notebook Wager, and I I love Ohio. I like their running back. I like their quarterback Rourke. Their running back Spangura. They got Sam Wigglesy, however you say his name. Like solid team. <laughs> I don't know how you say Glizzy, something like that. But he's solid. It's just that traveling too scares me. But I lean Ohio. I think I think it'd be a good game. It's on FS1, six o'clock prime time. Uh, I'm I'm actually not on that game, but I I do like the USC to cover. And then you're a brave man taking them that big of a spread. Like I saw a stat last like year, man. Dame, but teams that have that big of a spread usually cover twenty and a half. Was a lot for Notre Dame over Navy, but Navy's not going to be that 
boring triple option offense anymore. They're but that might cause problems. It very well could. They're playing in Dublin, right? Yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Now here's you know they're the grass over there is taller. The so it's Irish a little in tall, yeah. tall grass. We're not used to playing it. You know, it's going to slow some guys down. We're betting. We're betting Notre Dame. You've got to take the Irish in Ireland. I don't know, man. Navy. Just out of principle. I was thinking an under. New offense in Navy, new coach, new regime. You know, they don't have the weapons to throw the ball. So it's a spread option, but we know what side is going to heavily lean. So they're just going to load the box. They don't have a guy that can really throw. Um, I could see an under there. You know, they're going to try to run the clock out. I so, really like. What? I really love Vanderbilt, <laughs> and I've never said that in my life. But they beat Hawaii last year, sixty-three to ten, outscored them forty-five nothing in the second half. In Hawaii, they traveled all the way across the pond to go play them. Now they have to come into the construction zone in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Which is going to spell basically zero home field advantage. You know, Zero. Spell. Yeah. But I do think, because Hawaii is horrible when they come to the mainland. That's like their advantage. Does they make teams tired from that big travel? Vanderbilt played somewhat decent last year. They were in some games. They beat Florida. They beat the piss out of Hawaii this year. That's 17 and a half. Easy money. So, okay, I have a stability rating on, like, head coaches that return, quarterback, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, just because this is all a crapshoot until we have actually stats yeah. to go off Don't of cross my dreams with your st- stability. They've got a 17 out of, out of a possible 18. So that means they're returning everybody from last year, basically, uh, minus maybe a couple starters, but – you may be onto something. I think Vanderbilt may come out. A lot of the experts are high on Vanderbilt this year, anyways. Yeah. So we'll see. But I think your three best bets for this weekend, because you know you want to sweat week zero of college football. You're you have to. Win. It's Notre your feet. It's like alcohol withdrawals. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half. Jacksonville State money line in Ohio plus three. Now you can get. That's. There you go. That's three and oh. Well, I think you right go four, four and zero. Oh. Just take the USC over. They're gonna let San Jose State score. Here we go. Why don't we tease USC with Vanderbilt? Tease them down to eleven and. Tell me that's not a great play. That's a horrible play. I cannot condone that. It's what's horrible about it? Teasing. Well, yes, teasing football. sucks. I get it, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to tease it, tease it. No, I don't tease a lot. Smitty's he's a teaser king. He teases everything. But that is, to me, that would be a good spot. Well, wrapping it up, all right, do you have anything else to add? We're, uh, no. we're like right at 45 minutes, so I feel like no. that's pretty good for the first show. I'm I guess just let's more... talk about, to end it, what what to expect from us. Well, that's funny. Weekly show. Because I'm about to tell you. Oh. I am currently working on the little graphics like we did for baseball. If you've been following us and you see our stuff on Twitter, you know that I spend a lot of time working on cool little handy graphics for everybody. I'm going to th- try, if I can, to throw up 
one of the files of what I've been working on. A little Just, example. Yep. Um, but this will at least give you an idea of, of what you can expect from us. We're going to put these out. I should have them finished up today. And then. I think we are also talking, we're going to try to bring on some good guests. Yes. That is another thing. I think for sure playing on the name insiders, let's bring in who knows teams better than the beat writers that cover each specific team. So absolutely. I would love to bring on some, uh, some beat writers for each school and, you know, talk top matchups kind of like we did with South Carolina and Florida at the end of baseball season last year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I know Jason, J cam, he's going to be helping us with stats. Give him a little shout out. So we'll be shouting him out all season long, kind of behind the scenes. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this up or not. That's fine. We're working the kinks out. It's been a week. We look rusty. We, uh, we had a long baseball season. We're getting back into it. And then we'll probably be, I'm assuming we'll probably be on Jeff's show on Fridays. So that'd be where you can see us again. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I just got it. Hang on. We'll try this one more time. It's our first show. It's like we've never done this before. Just, well, I wasn't even going to share it because it's incomplete. But yeah, I think people. They don't share it. Just tease. We'll just sneak peek into next week. Okay. It's whatever. You do you, Matt Grissom. All right. Well, just maybe we'll see. Three, two, one. All right, so this is what it's going to look like. It will have you the betting splits down here. It'll have the odds. And then we're going to put returning starters, quarterback, head coach, kind of I, – I, to me, always anchor a handicap with football around the quarterback, head coach, defense. If you get two out of three, you're probably going to win. So there you go. There was your little preview. I will have those out today and tomorrow for uh, probably top five matchups of the week zero. And then from there, we'll continue to do that every week and talk to you guys weekly through a a live show Thursdays. And we'll be able to sweat like Thursday night football stuff right up until game time. For sure. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We look forward to a, a successful season, and we'll see you soon.